What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Tales from the Hard Side, episode 157. Please call a voicemail and leave a message. Call 937-265-2024. Call 937-265-2024. Hello. Hi. This is Duncan Trussell. And you're listening to Izzy Rock. Tales from the Hard Side. God bless you and your family. May your mommy be fat. Here comes trouble. Hey, what's up? This is Tom Segura. You're listening to Izzy Rock on the Tales from the Hard Side podcast. Hey, this is Brendan Walsh, and you're listening to Izzy Rock on Tales from the Hard Side. Tales from the hard side, painted so vivid, kicking real life stories, not woven or knitted. Izzy Rock brings that rawness to all who listen, dropping heavy knowledge, knowledge, and sharing some wisdom. Going down that rough road only makes you tougher. It's a beautiful struggle. Sometimes we suffer. Let the people know you aren't in this alone. This talk is deep. It cuts down to the bone. No fakeness here. This as real as it gets. Hazardous on the mic. Kick it live and direct. Spread that vibe everywhere, all across the globe. The idea's real simple. There's no secret code. Reach out to the people. Spread that positive energy. Cause we're all looking for a little bit of serenity. Whatever little part of this planet you live in. These tales from the hard side are now transmitting. Transmitting. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 157 of Tales from the Hard Side, released February 24th, 2015. Every Tuesday, Tales from the Hard Side is released. I'm your host, Izzy Rock, and we're gonna I'm gonna do an intro just to let you know a few things going on before we get into this podcast with one of the Best dudes around, Jeff Rudolph, and uh, so I want to I want to talk to my son Christian, who happens to be on a snow day for his second day in a in a row. Yeah, and just get a check about how school's going and how everything's going at this point in his uh, in his life. What's going on, dude? Oh, nothing much, man. I'm just tired, I guess. <laughs> Lazy school day or a yeah. snow day, huh? Yes, school day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell the listeners what's happening. What? Why do you have a two two days in a row where you're not going to school because of the weather? What's going on outside? Well, for Ohio, it's blistering cold out. Um, wind chills are uh, double negatives. <laughs> that was Murphy. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's pretty brutal out. Pretty brutal. Yeah. It is, man. It's uh so what do you like most about snow days? Like when you're or hold on, let me re- let me rephrase that question. 
when you see the announcement come across the TV or the phone or wherever wherever you find out you're not having school, mm-hmm. give me the feeling when that that you go through when that happens. Um, I mean, it's a pretty good feeling because for one, no schoolwork that day, and uh, two, you know, I just get to stay home and not really do anything. <laughs> And what do you what do you do? Um, I don't know. Just lay around. Like what have you done today? Like I'm doing right. Just playing video games. And I get I get off in the morning, so it's not it's kind of not fair. Um, all right, buddy. So let's get into this podcast. Hope you enjoy your snow day. Yeah, thanks, man. Zach's birthday just came up, or is going to come up? Yeah, I'm just gonna say. Wait, is this after Mark? Zach's birthday's coming up. And we just had a Valentine's Day and Amy's birthday, your mom's birthday. Ooh, yeah, we uh, we got some good food. That yeah, that was fun. That was fun. It's fun to do family stuff like that. Yes, it is. All right, so how's school going, by the way? It is going very well. Very well. Are you enjoying your experience? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a good high school experience. Um I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how to really put it. It's just you know really fun. I like it, and you know, hopefully next year it'll go better. Do you feel or as good? Do you feel any angst in school? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean by that? Like, do you feel like against the world? Me against the world? <laughs> um. I mean, I, I think everyone's had that at some point in their, you know, their teenage years. Kind of, I, w- wouldn't you compare that to like a going against the grain? Yeah. As you would say, like being rebellious. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I think everyone has had that because teenagers do it all the time. Um, some more than others, but it's... I don't really know how to put it because I'm still a teenager. I'm not. I'm not even sixteen yet. So. Yeah, you're going through it. You're kind of in the experience right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm in between. You're you're uh, you're right in the middle of it. Yeah. Are you enjoying the teen years? Yes, I am. Yeah. Are you uh, you're looking to drive this? This summer? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to get my temps as soon as possible. Um, so, you know, we can go to, like, the movie theater uh, drive th- drive area so we can practice again. Um, but, yeah, the temps would be a really nice thing to get. Uh, and then probably my license um, this summer. Because mm. my birthday is late summer, so it's... Pretty nice. Um, I mean, it does come around when school starts, so that sucks. But whatever. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care. It's fun. But you do want to get your license? Yeah, I do. I wanna. I wanna try to get my license before I'm. Um, I guess an adult legally, twenty-one. I guess. Um, probably before I'm eighteen as well and graduate, go on to. Maybe a college. I don't know. Maybe college. What, yeah, it just depends. What are you looking to do? Um, 
game design, computer tech, that sort of thing. Uh, I want to get my first job at um, GameStop or some something like that. Not McDonald's? No, not McDonald's. Oh, hold on. It's okay. Zach. Hold on. Oh, yeah, Zach. Hang on. One second. Hello? Zach. What's up, Zach? I need to know if I'm going to Shiro tonight. You need to know what? If I'm going to Shiro tonight. Uh, what? Hold on. I'm going to pause the podcast. All right, so we're back. Um, Had to take a break. Had a couple phone calls. We were talking about high school, high school, right? And, uh, and driving, yeah, and um, yeah, driving, driving would be pretty fun because I I want to go to a, a career technology center, uh, and I can go there after my sophomore year when I'm a junior, and that's that's what I want. Um, I mean, I kind of want to do some college classes as well. But that'll be later. And uh I I do wanna drive. Um, you know, even even to my school I wanna drive. Are you uh are you thinking about getting a job somewhere? Yeah, uh like I was mentioning earlier, probably GameStop, Dairy Queen, um probably McDonald's? No, I don't wanna get a job at McDonald's. Probably, you know, um one of the ice cream shops by our house. Uh, ice cream. Why do you like ice cream so much? What type of question is that? Why Why do you <laughs> like ice cream so much? What do you mean? Everyone likes ice cream. Even people who are lactose intolerant. But why do you like it so much? Because it's ice cream. It's ice cream. It's ice cream. <laughs> There's no explanation for it. It's It's ice cream. <laughs> you either like it or you like it. Most people like it. Yeah, I, I would say What's about... What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, chocolate chip cookie dough, birthday cake. I don't know, probably some of the more creative flavors. And then just the normal vanilla bean, chocolate... Um, chocolate? Did you chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably Napoleon as well. That's Neapolitan. pretty good. Neapolitan. 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 Uh, Napoleon. Napoleon Dynamite. I don't think it's called Napoleon. I don't care. I think it's Rocky called... Road, Moose Tracks. <laughs> Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always called it. That's what you I heard everyone Napoleon. say. <laughs> it's Neapolitan. Napoleon. <laughs> how is it spelled? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't know how it's spelled. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, hey guys. Long enough intro. Oh man, yeah, we what? could do we could do a whole other podcast with this. We'll, I want to let's yeah. I want you guys to intro. Intro, not a full yeah. podcast. Yeah, this is not a, <laughs> this is just an intro. All right, so we're tales from the hard side. Thanks, Christian. Yeah, no problem, man. All right, and guys, please go support the GoFundMe. Go search Izzy Rock or Izzy Rock's podcast and donate if you can. It'd be awesome if you can. Just got your taxes. Donate a few bucks. It'd be nice. It'd be really nice to get a new computer. And this content is all free. And this, it's all free. It's put out there for free. So if you can donate, donate. You can get a shirt. You can, you can be a sponsor. Yeah. Right? You should sponsor Wendy's. 
Sponsor Wendy's? Yeah, you should put some advertisement. On Wendy's? I don't know. Hey, ask. Like, email them. Hey, can I put some advertisement on my uh, podcast so I earn a couple dollars? (laughs) (laughs) Advertise Wendy's on my podcast? Wendy's, the only fast food burger place in the world (laughs) that you will like. You know, Wendy's did originate in Columbus, Ohio. Really? Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't know that. The double O. All right, guys. This guy (laughs) is a great dude. Had a great time talking to him. And I love his band. His band is called Sam at 11. And I want to play a track from them uh, because they kick ass. I want to play 80%. All right. We're going to play 80%, and then we'll get it into this podcast with Jeff Rudolph. All right. Later. Later.
So, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode 157 of Tales from the Hard Side. I'm your host, Izzy Rock. You can follow me on social media at The Izzy Rock and go rate, review, and subscribe to the Tales from the Hard Side podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And I may release this on the Gym City podcast. So, go check out, go check out the Gym City podcast on gymcitypodcast.com and go follow Gym City Podcast on social media at Gym City Podcast. Today I'm here with one of my favorite singers, Jeff Rudolph of Sam at Eleven. What's up, dude? So you and my mom. Ah, uh, you and no, come on. You, got, <laughs> you guys financed a record through uh, Kickstarter. Somebody yeah. liked you guys, right? My mom. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of other people too, but yeah. So uh, what's up, hold on? Before we get into the conversation, let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, like, give them my address. <laughs> no, even though I do love your house. No. Uh, just let them know. Social media. Oh, social media. Let's see. I don't think anybody... I don't I don't have any followers on Twitter, but my thing is at Jeff Rudolph, J-E-F-F-R-U-D-O-L-F. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, but I don't know. It's kind of weird to say I don't really want to be friends with people I don't know on Absolutely, Facebook. Absolutely, yeah. Like yeah. nobody that I've actually haven't met. Yeah. You know? So don't like me on Facebook. <laughs> You can like my band though, uh, Sam at Eleven. If you just type in Sam at Eleven, spell it all out. dot uh, com in your uh, Netscape Navigator or whatever. <laughs> Netscape. <laughs> type navigator. it into your AOL homepage uh, <laughs> or Ask Jeeves. Yeah, you and uh, you guys have an album called Holy Hell. Holy Hell, yeah. And it's on. You can find it on iTunes, uh, and- iTunes, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify. Uh, where it's I hate saying it's free on there. So just uh, you know, don't go buy it somewhere. Just listen to it for free. No, definitely go buy it. Or do that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I want to welcome you, welcome you to the podcast. I really appreciate you having me. I had a lot of fun when uh, uh, Sam at Eleven was on. Yeah, a while back on the Gem City podcast. So, um, yeah, I'm flattered that you would have me back. Really, yeah, dude, seriously. I, when you when you guys came up, um, I think you were one of the only bands that i had up i only had a a handful of bands before we moved everything to folio design in the oregon district which is really close to here and uh the the, your house is in the area where i grew up in so it's kind of cool to come come down to the old neighborhood yeah um the old neighborhood the the old neighborhood (laughs) but i saw you at uh the night beast Deuterus and Dipspit CD yeah. release shows. Andy D was there too, and Andy, oh Andy D was there, and it was wow. it was awesome. Yeah, a little too awesome, let me yeah. tell you. <laughs> and you you had mentioned, and in fact, I have uh, a podcast that didn't get released because when you give four mics, there tends to be over talking. <laughs> yeah. So that that's a mess as far as editing goes. And I just I got to a point where I was like, okay, this can be a secret <laughs> show at some point. <laughs> Um, but you were there, and you you expect uh, you expressed interest about coming on Tales from the Arts for sure. Yeah, and that's one like, thing I do remember from that night. I was like, hell yeah, dude! <laughs> like my my the thing that I like is when when people show an interest of wanting to come on, especially in in the local area. Uh, I really want to start transitioning to introduce people to a lot of the local personalities mm-hmm. that I've come across. And you're definitely one of those dudes. <laughs> and uh, uh, Sam at Eleven, I've said it before on many podcasts that your your album got more play in in my house than 
And in mine. <laughs> <laughs> then my, well, my podcast never gets played in my house. So. I know how it is. Um, Do but, we have to hear that again? <laughs> you just put headphones on? <laughs> it was it was great though, man. And um I think I think falling in love with an album and especially when it's local, I really, really appreciated um where you guys came from with that. So That means a lot. Thanks, man. So and I'm sure we'll we'll get into Sam at eleven and all that, but let's talk about you, man. Let's talk about your origin story and where wow. you where you came from. Uh, where did uh I could go with the hack. My mom's vagina <laughs> joke. By the way, we're uh, we're enjoying the flying rye uh, IPAs from Warped Wing. Yes, the um, great Warped Wing beer, which you know I know this podcast is listened to outside of the Dayton area, and you guys find a way to get a hold of it. We're uh, Sam and Eleven's looking for a sponsorship. Ship, oh. hip, 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 hint, hint. Uh, so, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll take sponsorship yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. Tales from the Hard Side is too. Come on. Uh, any, where did I come from? Yeah, man. Let's see. I was born in uh, Anderson, Indiana. Okay. In 1982. Uh, uh, my dad, Larry, my mom, Deb, um, lived there till, uh, let's see, I went to Catholic school for about till I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. And and uh, <laughs> it wasn't that actually it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like what you hear. This one wasn't like what you hear all right. other Catholic school schools are like. It wasn't nuns or anything. Sure, but I, I remember being in the principal's office one time and seeing a paddle yeah. on the wall. Yeah, the guy was really nice and stuff. And I'm like, wow, this guy has a dark side. I can only imagine. Wow. <laughs> did you ever? Not to not to sidetrack. Did yeah. you ever get paddled in school? Uh, not in school. I did. Oh god. Yeah, as a as a young child, we we I got paddled twice. I think I was in second grade, and the, I got paddled because the whole class was being bad. I'm sure that wasn't the case. And <laughs> so the like, entire class got yeah, paddled. The entire class got paddled. I'm like, that's just not that doesn't seem right. Even at that age, I was like, why is a stranger paddling me? Yeah, yeah, didn't and makes sense. Did your parents know about that? Kind well, of I, parents at, at that at, time were kind okay of accepted, with it. right? Yeah. yeah, it was like, well. You know, you shouldn't have misbehaved. I guess. <laughs> I, or it's like on a football team when I guess they were handling it like they would on the football team where if one person doesn't yeah. screws up, the entire team has to do push-ups or yeah, never like that either. We can get to the football part. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, in fact, I have the the Colts. I know, yes. I know you're a Colts fan. Huge. Um, so Indiana. Indiana. Uh, Anderson, Indiana. Um, a lot of my family still lives there. Uh, how how what part of the state is it? It's let's see, it is about a half hour east of Indianapolis. Okay, so it's about half like if you're on seventy, about halfway to Indianapolis on seventy from once you get into Indiana. If yeah. you go north, okay, about twenty five minutes you get to Anderson. Nice Anderson, Indiana. It's uh, actually where the Colts do training camp every year. We go we go there like every year, of course. <laughs> uh, there's like a horse racing track there too. Not much else. Just it's kind of like I, I kind of uh, let's see. Dusty was on your podcast yeah. uh, today. He was talking about Xenia. Yeah, there's my wife's from Xenia, and um, I call Anderson. It's kind of the Xenia. <laughs> it's kind of got that Xenia feel to it. More yeah. restaurants and stuff. It's a little bit bigger, but yeah. But yeah, uh, no tornadoes hit 
No, totally. Yeah, we, and, and that I know of. <laughs> and that's one we we didn't cover in Dusty's podcast is the Xenia tornadoes. But oh. I don't think he his age. I don't think he was around. I don't during... think so. I, I know we're sidetracking, but that's what this is all about. No, that's okay. Uh, my wife, she's from Xenia, like I said, and she was. Let's see. She was working at a CD connection at the time of this one in like two thousand ish. Yeah, I think and. She she could tell it better than I could. Something about you know the the roof was gone or something like that, and yeah. just CDs were just laying everywhere. Anyway, yeah, uh, you guys go Google use your yeah. Google machines and go to YouTube and check out Xenia uh, X E N I A Xenia Tornadoes, yeah. and uh, <laughs> that that town is has a history of let's say that. Mother Nature does yeah. not like it very much. Wow. Did you see Gummo? Ever? <laughs> that was the other yeah. thing I forgot to talk to him about. The weirdest <sighs> movie. I, I know. I, could, I couldn't make it through the whole thing because it was so awkward. Oh, I fucking hate fucking rabbits. <laughs> that one little kid. <laughs> so awesome. He so feeds awesome. cats glass behind like these. I don't know. So it's a weird movie. Is, weird that, movie. is that the one with the kid with the bunny suit? All the it time? is. Okay. Yeah. It's a very weird movie. It doesn't make xenia look good at all no no they they say it's xenia but it really it doesn't look like xenia in no. the movie but i like to make fun of my wife because of it <laughs> uh anyway anderson uh, my parents got divorced when i was almost going into third grade yeah and so my brother who is a little over three years younger than i uh and my mom and i I just heard the doorknob. I think it was my dog's nose hitting it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, we moved to New Bremen, Ohio, uh -huh. where she, my mom is originally from, uh, which is about an hour 15 north of Dayton, mm -hmm. um, right near St. Mary's, Ohio, if you know where Lake St. Mary's is at. Um, another tiny, this town is way smaller than Anderson. It only had like under 3,000 people when I first moved there. So it was, it was, uh, it was, I can't remember how hard it was like starting school there or anything. I remember my first day of school and I remember leaving a couple friends behind, but I don't really remember it being that difficult or being that nervous to start third grade yeah. in New Bremen. But, uh, I made friends pretty quickly and I was never really into sports much while uh i was in elementary but once i hit i think well i think i tried like little league once or twice just a terrible were you terrible at it just <laughs> awful and so i played like one year and i was like screw this yeah and so when we finally went into uh junior high my buddy convinced me to join football yeah <laughs> i had i had no idea how to play <laughs> football junior high wow Ju like seventh grade yeah and you probably had a lot of kids who had already been playing for years. No, not in this town. No. <laughs> the towns we ended up playing mm -hmm. in junior high and high school, you could tell when you played them that they had been playing for a few years, <laughs> which explains my concussion on my uh, junior year. And, oh, shit. Oh, boy. Yeah, I want to hear about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we can talk all about that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I had never played uh, football, let alone really known about it, and I didn't really care when football was on TV that much. Like when my dad would watch the Colts and stuff. Yeah, I wasn't that massive of a Colts fan back then. I just liked them because Dad did. You know, what's your favorite football team? Colts. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever uh, play the Madden or anything? I 
you know what? I, I remember Madden. The only one that I really remember playing a lot was like Madden 96 on Super Nintendo okay. because I just remember staying awake all night, like my brother and my cousins, and we would just try to do the training mode in it. Yeah. Just try, trying to build this character to 100%. So yep. you have this guy that could just plow through the line or yep. something. The line, which I had no new clue what it was <laughs> at the time. Uh, but I I think I started as like a tight end or something like that. And then slowly morphed into a non-skill position like lineman. Yeah, I weighed 100 and at the time probably 160, 170. And then I stayed being a guard all through high school. And I started somehow in my senior year, I think, because there really weren't that many people. So I was 185, excuse me, at the time <laughs> playing these people. That are huge. They were massive. You could tell they were doing pull-ups in their barns since yeah. they were like, I don't know, their parents were just like feeding them whole milk <laughs> only. Yeah, uh, for, for, for the <laughs> non-football fans out there, the offensive line and the defensive line <laughs> are usually the biggest guys on the field. Yeah. And some of them are in the range these days. You can get guys in high school that are uh, well over six foot, almost six foot five, uh, upwards of three hundred plus pounds. Yeah. And so you're you're hundred. These guys pounds. were probably like two seventy, maybe. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, probably six foot. I'm I'm only like five ten. Yeah. I, it was a nightmare. It was a living nightmare. I hated football at the time. I hated. hated huh? I hated practice. I hated. Everything about it because one, I wasn't very good. So that takes a lot of away from it to begin with, always getting yelled at and stuff. And yeah. I just hated it, like playing and being embarrassed, like uh, on a Friday night playing, like, huh, here we go. The worst was because I was on kickoff return. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> that's, I don't think that's where I got my concussion. I think well, I think I was playing guard when I got my concussion because we threw an interception and I was running to tackle the guy and some one of the linemen just blindsided me and I remember laying on the field going ah, ah. yeah and I I had to wear some stupid mushroom thing on my helmet for the rest of the season. Did, did they? How were you out the rest of that game? Uh, yeah, I was out the rest of the game. It was late in the game. Yeah, because anyway, so. concussions were handled way differently back then. <laughs> yeah. It was called ring your, you got your bell rung. You got your bell rung. You got yeah. your bell rung. Get, you know, are you, are you all right? <laughs> and uh, there's, there's a video of guys who get concussions. And one of my sons play, plays football now. And it's my biggest fear is that he'll get a concussion because I know through the studies and through some of these NFL guys. Oh, yeah. There's, a, there's one dude, I forget his name, but he shot himself in the chest. So that they would preserve his brain. Um, real recently, right? Yeah, real recently. He played for the San Diego Chargers. Wait, Junior Seau. Yeah, did he shoot himself in the chest and then drive off a cliff or something? Uh, no, he drove off a cliff, I think. What? <laughs> Somebody let, drove off a cliff, too. Let, let, let's just put it this way. <laughs> the NFL um, paid a certain amount so that these they didn't want these studies to come out yeah. to show that some of these guys getting concussions are having some major issues in their life like uh, uh the wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals uh Chris Henry fell off the back of yep. a truck and they opened up his brain and they saw he had the the brain of an old man Be and, yeah but they probably just said cuz the truck injury it was the, just the truck injury. injury that's it yeah so <laughs> so getting concussions at in high school when your brain is still developing 
Did you have any after effects because of it? I'll just laugh and say, well, how do you think I am the way I am? I know that's what my wife would say if she was sitting right here. She'd just laugh. Uh, uh, I remember just having headaches and stuff. I don't, I never had like any effects, I don't think, yeah. mentally or, well, haha. But mm, that was only my junior year too. And then I played, just stuck it out. I just felt like I'd be quitting my teammates, like, a bunch of my friends played and I didn't want to look like a you know sissy I you know that word's not acceptable nowadays but you know back then you know you were a sissy if you didn't how, how many people were in your graduating <laughs> class good question 56 wow <laughs> so pretty much every single here's another reason why just these tiny people were on the football team I'm telling you there was like this 115 pound dude playing like safety or something of course like he was a freshman or uh, playing like varsity because we didn't have enough people yeah. like if you went out for the game, team you you were on the team they didn't not one person was ever cut <laughs> ever <That's laughs> it was, awesome. it was, and you i know that some of these other schools we were playing uh people if they're listening from up there or anything uh like delphus st john's uh, Parkway, Marion Local. Uh, they had to been recruiting people or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that definitely goes on. <laughs> God. That definitely goes on. So, <sighs> were you, um, so you're, you, from your mom and dad getting a divorce, was there, was there any negative effects that came from that? Did you have any, any issues from that or did you pretty much, transition pretty well well they insisted that it was our fault that it happened i'm just kidding oh, what? <laughs> let's get it hi mom hi mom you know you're listening my dad's not alive anymore so he can't yell at me but uh <laughs> sorry mom i'm just joking you know that you're my mom you know how i am uh we went to, i remember going to a like a kid shrink uh-huh. for like a couple sessions and I just, I just remember him trying to connect with us. Like he would do like these magic tricks to try to break the ice. Like, oh, look at this. Oh, blah, blah. how does the divorce make you feel? <laughs> just so like, you know, just like what? <laughs> My brother's three and a half years younger than me. So he, this is probably like a year after we moved to New Bremen. So Corey, my brother was probably only, I don't even know how old are you when you're in third grade? Um, uh, who knows? Eight, eight or nine? So five, six years old, wow. my brother. And we were both just like, fuck this shit. Yeah, you can't this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up talking to like the uh, guidance counselors at school too. And I, I don't think there were any terrible effects from it. I mean, we handled it pretty well. Yeah. I, you know, the hard part was eventually like when we got older and we're hanging out with our friends all the time, like calling my dad and saying well we can't come over this weekend we want to go to this like sleepover or something like that and like years later when my dad passed away and you know, i was like i really started to think about all those times sure. that i didn't go want to go over there or something like that but i don't know i'm sure he understood you know but i don't think there were any ill effects no from the divorce no know? and so so you're up in new bremen and uh if it was hard, sorry if it was hard for anybody it was probably my mom dealing with Corey and i we were awful i just know really? we were i just know we were terrible like like how? just fighting all the time with each other like just never listening to my mom yeah yet we would still get the nintendo for christmas yeah. everything we wanted we always got and my mom, my mom would work you know 
she would work really hard to make ends meet and we're just a couple of assholes like <laughs> trying to stab each other i'm like literally like, we never actually stabbed each other but i remember cory pulling running around chasing me with a knife or just me just laying on top of him punching him in the head or yeah i could go on forever about that but. that's 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 brothers though you know that's, oh yeah that's that but when you're a single mom having to deal with that crap oh, oh yeah God. well you, yeah it, most definitely man and you're you're trying to deal with two boys two growing boys who are Obviously, are just doing what boys do, but as a father of two boys, I know it gets it gets so annoying because they don't listen to you. There's oftentimes they don't appreciate the things that you do or the things that you do for them, and you you become an embarrassment if you say certain things or if yeah. you act a certain way. So I can I can only imagine, um, kind of what probably what your mom was going through oh, trying to raise you guys. I mean, I can kind of imagine already. And I only have a two-year-old, yeah. a girl, with another parent helping raise. It's just like a little tiny, you know, it just wears on you after a while. The, well, you know, our kid's really good. But, you know, it probably didn't, didn't help that she, my mom pretty much had to deal with all the bad stuff. And then my dad just got us one weekend a month and didn't really have to deal with any of that because, you know, we weren't going to act like that around our dad, you know. So would you go back and forth from... Ohio to Indiana. We we would go to Indiana. Um, they would meet like halfway at like Portland, Indiana, I think. And we would just they, they, we'd switch cars at this little park, and um, on a Friday night, and then come back on a Sunday evening. Yeah, like one weekend a month, maybe like in the summer it was like longer or whatever. Um, but. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> there, there's a lot to talk about there, but so, so you're you're over in Ohio, and you, um, you're you're playing football. You're in high school. Uh, <laughs> playing football is, if you want to call it that. <laughs> so so you graduate. What? Um, obviously, you live in Dayton now. Uh, when did you make the transition to move uh, to the area? Um. I, I've always been pretty artistic. Uh -huh. Like it started with just like drawing and sketching and stuff like that. Like I always wanted pencils and crayons and crap for, for Christmas and whatnot. And I would eventually before I graduated, I would start like doing like pencil portraits for people like of their kids. Like they'd pay me like 50 bucks and I'd do like a, wow. it, I got really good at it and stuff. And, um, I think one time during like high school art class we'd have like different colleges come in like pushing their program or something like that sometimes talk for like 20 minutes uh school of advertising art in kettering ohio came in one day and i was like that's kind of close it's only a two-year program it's in it's in kettering it's not that far away i had never even really been to dayton though so i was like when i came here it was a huge change but Big big city compared to where you were. Here's how I don't know convincing or just how I don't know I don't know what the right word is, but I think three, either three or four kids out of my class, my art class, that year went to SAA. Out of fifty six kids in my class, three of us went to SAA. <laughs> <laughs> my best friend actually went, and we ended up getting an apartment together. Uh -huh. So it was pretty easy transition. Like we just shared an apartment down in Kettering, 
And for the first year of SAA, um, we lived there and, you know, I, it wasn't like a real college life, you know, cause yeah. classes were like eight thirty to three or five some days, depending on what classes you had, like all day. And you got a break for lunch. It wasn't like you got a class in the morning, you got the whole rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It was a Monday through Friday kind of thing, really structured. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never really drank in high school or anything, so yeah. started doing that. <laughs> um, Go down the Oregon district? I d- not until we started playing, I started playing music, which we can get into too, but we just pretty much convinced this dude that lived below us to go get his beer. Yeah. Uh, kind of a creepy dude that worked at Radio Shack. Um, <laughs> so weird. He had like a weird, pa- one of those Pac-Man tables that they used to have at like Pizza Huts. Yeah. That you just He just had that in his living room and he would always convince us to come over and play it. I was like, uh, every once in a while I'm trying to think back, what the, was that all about? <laughs> one of our roommates that actually used to live with us for a while used to just stay down there till all the hours of the night just like hanging out he's like we were like where were you last night just hanging out with chuck all night this weird dude that lived below us really weird <laughs> really strange <laughs> there's one other person laughing about that right now and that's luke who lived with me and hoey if he's listening uh then after our lease ran up and i had one more year of school i, I had met a bunch of other friends in at saa and one of them uh, Justin, um, who ended up being in a band with me, um, I I became friends, really good friends with him, and so I ended up moving in with him and his my other his friend Justin. Yeah, it's gonna be really confusing. Justin Keys and Justin Turlin. Justin Keys went to SAA, um, and he also played guitar. So like I got a, a little crappy Squire guitar for my graduation gift. Um. High school graduation? Yes. Okay. So, and you hadn't played at all before? Uh, the that? only reason I wanted a guitar, <laughs> I just suddenly got it in my head that I wanted a guitar, was because I was at my friend Luke's house, um, and his mom had an acoustic guitar, and I was just sitting there, and I was, at the time, I loved Metallica. I still do. But <laughs> I just like, oh, if I hit these four chords, I can play Nothing Else Matters. Like, just, you know without ha- having to put my fingers on any of the frets or anything. I didn't know how to do the rest of the song, but I was like, cool, it's got to be real easy. <laughs> so <laughs> I convinced my mom that that's what I wanted, and that's what they got me when I graduated. A crappy, like, $99 Squire that came with a little crappy amp. Yeah. Uh, just real, I mean, I don't even think I have it anymore. But um, eventually when I moved in with Justin, he played guitar as well, a lot better than I did. And we just started playing around, like learning Blink One Eighty Two songs. Yeah. Um, embarrassed <laughs> to say, he liked he he really liked Creed at the time, not me. Uh, <laughs> so we like learned a couple <laughs> Creed songs, uh, a bunch of other stuff, and then we ended up like we wrote one song like in the very beginning, and we like recorded it one time in his in on his computer. Yeah. I don't. I think I still have the recording somewhere, but it's just it's a it's a song that variations of it actually kept staying in the band as we moved on, and it actually became like a a real song that we actually recorded at one point. But uh, so 
I don't know, just a bunch of, a bunch of friends came together and I'm, I'm trying not to be too detailed because there's just a lot of details. It's just <laughs> boring to everybody else. Um, we knew a couple other people who, who played. So Justin, Justin played guitar My other friend, Justin, who was also his roommate played drums a little bit. So we started going to his mom's house and, and practicing and just playing. And then we found a buddy who went to Purdue that they went to high school with that played bass. So, we formed this band that we couldn't find a name for for a while. And then we ended up calling it hoax H O A X, which eventually turned into H Q A X because we were making iron on t-shirts with those iron on letters. You can get it like Walmart and stuff and ran out of O's and we started using upside down Q. And so it just stuck. We we're like, Oh, well, that's kind of cool. And then it turned out, no, nobody ever knew how to spell it or say it. <laughs> and I was just a nightmare all the time. Kind of like Sam at 11 is now they write, so your name's Sam and you're playing at 11 or, and the, or they write it Sam with the at sign and then the number 11. I hate when people do that too. Cause sometimes it changes to a weird email address or something. So yeah, I can't pick a band name worth a crap, but, um, we, we played a bunch of shows over the year, over the next couple of years and play, let's see, played like a couple like battle of the bands against, I mean, back in the day, this is like 10 years ago against Orange Willard, who's still yes. going at it. Yeah. Um, they were, they were like in high school still when they, when we were playing them. Um, recorded an album with those four guys. And then eventually a couple of people left the band and I still stayed in it. And oh, Brad had come into the band as the drummer. And so Brad and I were just kind of playing around. And then we met. Adam, because Brad used to work at CD Connection, and Adam just moved in from, because he was in the Air Force, and I think we talked about this on our Sam and Eleven podcast, but sure, sure. anyway, Adam got in the band, and then we were a threesome, uh, recorded an album like that, um, let me think, and I, ever since, it's been Adam, Brad, and I, and uh, Paul was in the hoax for a while until hoax ended, he played bass for a while. But then we ended hoax. Like it just started feeling like a job. Like, like none of us were really having fun with it anymore. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know why. It's not like we played a lot or anything. Right. But it took like a year and a half break, and then I got married in that time. Moved into this house. Um. Started just writing some songs again. Like I, I wrote music back in Sam or uh, hoax. But I never actually wrote words or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I sang. I was the singer. Um, so I I ended up writing like eight songs for the first Sam and Eleven album, and then Adam wrote the other four, mm-hmm. five. Is that equal eleven songs? Uh, and we all wrote the music together, and we decided to just get back together and start playing, and then. Within like with less than a year, we were recording our first album, and ever, I mean, since then we've kind of taken breaks here and there because either Adams had a new kid or <laughs> Adams got seven kids, <laughs> um, or just crazy shits happened. Like I had a kid, um, yeah. so we took like a year break. Like it's just like I can't concentrate. I just don't want to think about having to deal with deal with any of that because I I mean I had I booked the shows I pretty much do everything but play their instruments and sing and adam writes a lot of songs and too but i mean it's just just trying to 
get everybody together all the time and it's just a lot of work and it's like i don't want to think about any of that right now i i can only imagine how much work it is to to you know get time to practice Ugh. to book shows because there's a lot of like you even even doing the gym city podcast and trying to connect with certain certain bands you realize like it's there's a lot of people who have other jobs other than oh yeah doing the music and then with life in general things get hectic and you get caught up and you forget about things and time goes by well, look how long quickly. it took us to get to, yeah, to record think, a podcast uh, yeah, i think we scheduled a day for like four different times before <laughs> this it's like sorry man i can't uh i gotta work later my wife's gotta work later hey, it's better than not showing up at all that's true <laughs> oh yeah and so <laughs> you gotta tell me about that after this. i will after this. Uh, um so you're you're playing music you, you're recording what was what was it like going into some of these places and playing uh around the area and did you ever go out and and tour anywhere we never really toured i'll just answer that first because uh, it was just too much to put together huh. i mean just because a lot of us did have full-time jobs and we just couldn't i think we played in my buddy one of the when we he was still in the band the bass player he went to purdue at the time and we played a, a couple shows up there um but i think that's the only out of state you know i think we played in kentucky once at like the Thompson House or something, I think mm -hmm. it's called now. But those are the only out-of-state gigs we've ever really done. We played in Columbus and up in New Bremen a couple times, mm -hmm. where I'm from. The BA, the bowling alley. <laughs> hey, did you do the poking lanes, the bowling alley up here yet? Uh, no. I, I just heard about the one show with uh, Night Beast and Good English. But yeah, there, it, there was another show there at some point. Um, I, I, remember, I remember Night Beast talking about it, but... That's a that's a special kind of show, man. When you're going to where people are also bowling yeah. around you, and there's this great music being played, um, yeah, you guys should definitely. I'd love to do it. Hint, hint. <clears throat> it's so hard. I don't know. It's probably just hard for me because I'm I'm not a very good communicator to get a show. Like I'm putting the word out right now, but like it's just so hard for people to get back with me, or I don't know who to contact, uh -huh. or I don't know. And plus, it doesn't help that. We're kind of needy when it comes to getting a show because it's like it can't be too soon uh -huh. in the future because we all have to plan for it. Yeah. Like Brad is always on call on certain weekends, so we have to plan around that. Like, you know, I've got family crap, crap stuff. It's not family crap. Stuff. Yeah. Family stuff going on all the time, and so does Adam. Like, so it's just, like I said, once you get older, like, it's just so hard to do all this stuff. Like, yeah. But it's, it's so much fun. You don't want to stop doing it. So, like, we took a it's funny we, we released our album played one show and haven't played a show since really and it just felt like we did all this work and now everybody just kind of forgot forgot about us or something but stuff come, came up and it's like you know a bunch of stuff came up a bunch of personal issues not with, between us but just in our private lives that just it's just too much to deal with but um we're gonna play again in march i think starting so Hopefully we'll start ramping up again. But to answer your other question, like playing at play, especially when we first started, because we were really just pop punk, yeah, and kind of like I didn't really know how to sing very well back then, so I was really nasally. I could tell, like we played with uh, 
we played with Legbone back in the day, probably 10 years ago. It had to be a couple times at the Blue Cat uh-huh. in uh, Bell Fountain, Ohio. Okay. I yeah, don't even know man. if it exists anymore, but uh, Legbone was great and really nice to us and everything. But I don't know that the crowd that was there really liked us. I don't know if it was the Bell Fountain crowd or whatever, but we were getting like booze and stuff oh my goodness what, what's that like like as cause i've never played in front of anybody i haven't played any instruments or anything yeah what's that like to that that reaction <laughs> um it it honestly it seems like it would be either scary or like piss you off uh-huh. but I, I i don't know I, maybe it was just my punk rock mindset I was just like I thought it was funny, except Justin, the guitar player, other guitar player at the time, he was getting all pissed and like, getting, like trying to flip him off and stuff. I'm like, calm the fuck down, calm the fuck down. And I, I skipped ahead a few songs to his really slow song. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, this next song's for that guy or whoever was booing and stuff. And we played it was just really slow, like <laughs> kind of ballady kind of song, yeah. just to piss him off even more. But it was it was it wasn't that bad, but. I don't know. Uh, we always played it at venues that pretty much were suited for our music. So it's it pretty cool playing playing out. And we met a lot of people that we still know and stuff like Orange Willard. And, yeah. Um, we would always play, like, for some reason, it's hard for us to get shows around Dayton. Like, I don't know. That's why we played it up in, like, Bell Fountain at the Blue Cat. Or like in Troy, and th- this place called the Brewery. The Brewery, yeah. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Any stories from there? Yeah, one night uh, we played a two. We played two nights in a row there one, one time. And the first night, like they would, I don't know if this was the night we. There's a couple stories actually. One, they would give the headlining band a whole case of beer. Yep. To drink, and Danny and I, the ba- the bass player, decided we were going to try to drink the entire thing. So we were hammered by the time we even went on stage. And when we did, I I couldn't even figure out how to turn my guitar on. Oh, my goodness. Let alone play it. It was a complete embarrassment. Like, Justin, the the uh, uh, guitar player, he was so pissed off. Like I, I could tell he was so pissed off at us. He had good reason to be. <laughs> but I think we played like one and a half songs. And we said, sorry, sorry, we're done. And we gave like we gave all the door money to the other two bands that played because it was just an embarrassment. Yeah. But uh, one other night, we were drunk once again, but we were loading up later when we were done and standing out by our cars and stuff. And this car was pulling out, and I think it didn't see Danny, our bass player, and I think it like bumped into him or something, or it almost bumped into him. And we were like his girlfriend at the time, like yelled at that car or something, and then the guy came back and like got out. And went and decked Danny because he thought he yelled, but I don't. His head was turned or something like that, and he, he fell down and like hit his head on the bumper of oh, his no. car or something like that. Ambulance came and like had. I don't. I think they took him in or something. He had like uh, more, we're ta- more concussion talk. <laughs> don't play football or play in bands because you'll get a concussion. <laughs> oh my god! That's wow, crazy dude. So, you, so yeah, the brewery. I saw a, f- a few shows there and. They have uh, they would have bands play upstairs, mm-hmm. um, and then they would have like it would be like a dance club, dance club downstairs, and you had to walk through yep. this crowd. <laughs> and some you know sometimes certain crowds don't mix, and 
bands like Legbone played the brewery a yeah. lot. Yeah, a lot. And they're they're punk rock. Mm-hmm. And you got you guys. Uh, uh, in fact, I didn't listen to a whole lot of Hoax, but Sam and Eleven has it's it's like pop punk exactly. Um, so I can only imagine like the 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 type of crowd you would interact with. <sighs> we had a lot of people come out to the shows back then. Like it's hard to get people to come out now, you know, because especially like our core friends, because it, it, I mean they're all busy. Yeah, you know, they're in bands. Or, they're in bands, or they're with their families, or yeah, they don't live here anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, I'm trying to think of other places that were just. Uh, I'm just trying to think more of like nightmare experiences because <laughs> I, I'm really easy to fluster when it comes to that. Like if I, if I'm if something bad happens before we even start playing, like uh-huh. I'll just be like, it'll just ru- not ruin it for me, but I, I won't be able to get into it. Like Adam's I, I wasn't pissed at the show. I wasn't flustered or anything, but Adam told me one time, quit looking like you're <laughs> like sad or like he kept looking <laughs> over at me. And after the show, he goes, you should stop looking like you're sad. all show or something. Like that. I'm like, was I, I wasn't, I didn't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, it's, quit looking sad, Jeff. Like if, I, especially if like I like if we can't hear our voice or something. I, I know you should be able to sing without hearing your voice, but I, I don't know. I, it'll start like getting to me. I'll be like, God, this is sounding like shit. This sounds like shit. But then when you're when I'm done, people are like, Oh, it sounded great. Yeah, yeah. But I've told people that too, and you know, <laughs> you're just trying to be. I don't know. Nice. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, people, I'm sure people lie to us all the time. It sounded great. So, wh- where does your the your your influence? You mentioned Blink 182. <laughs> well, like, like, <laughs> they didn't come around until after I graduated high school. Pretty much, like we got MTV and stuff in uh-huh. in, in New Bremen. It wasn't that. Was there any record stores? <laughs> no, there, there, there was. This is gonna. Oh my god, I'm really gonna embarrass myself. Okay, there was. I don't even. I don't think there was any C- CD stores at all. Or, at all. No. In New Bremen, maybe sure, Walmart. Well, there was. No, there was no Walmart. No Walmart. There was like a knockoff kind of Kmarty kind of Walmartish uh-huh. store called Alco. Alco, yeah. It was like super overpriced. Like a, a CD was like nineteen dollars there. Oh, of course. <laughs> Oh God, I'm gonna embarrass myself. I think the first CD I ever got bought. Well, I'm gonna tell you the one I. I don't know what's first. I'm trying to do the wor- the least embarrassing one first, so I don't seem like that big of a, a tool bag. I think for Christmas I got. Here's how awesome my musical tastes were: the Monday Night Football soundtrack. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> Right, hold on. It's funny when you when you mentioned a knockoff Kmart. I used to, I I couldn't afford music back in the day. I had to wait until I got a job. Till Napster to, came I, out. No, I, no, I spent way more. I spent so much music on or so much money on music back in the day. Uh, when I, it wasn't even Napster. I I wasn't aware of Napster. It was Kazaa. Yeah, Kaza or I think it was K A Z A A. Yeah. Um. Uh, that was when I started like branching out and exploring different other styles <laughs> of music. But I would always go to Kmart or someplace in window shop for 
right for records at the time and um it was mainly tapes back in the day but when cds first came out they came out in these cardboard yeah huge cardboard boxes huge cardboard that. boxes and um you would go to kmart and as a as a child some of my some of my favorite music came from like tv show themes and <laughs> i would i would want the tv show themes or some movie soundtrack themes the the soundtrack to carrie uh no not carrie the soundtrack to um christine uh had a lot of old rock uh that's the car one right yeah, yeah okay had a lo- old <laughs> a lot of oldies on it and i remember just wanting compilations like that but the monday night football i was a big compilation guy too i love compilations uh one of the other big compilations actually my cousin got it and then we would always spend the night over there like they were kind of our best friends like in elementary mm-hmm. school they were kind of the same age as us two boys too and we'd stay up all night listening to like the jurassic park soundtrack yeah because you know those were the big movies at the time or this is the best one it still sticks with me and jessica gets, gets so pissed when i still put these songs on the dumb and dumber soundtrack i love every song on the dumb and dumber soundtrack. i don't think i ever heard that oh it's so odd like there's Every there's a couple bands on there that are obviously well known, like Butthole Surfers, uh-huh. um, but all the other ones are like just these random people that I couldn't like when I was trying to download it, I couldn't even find it anywhere to buy like online, so I had to like search through web pages for MP3s, like and finally like compiled the entire soundtrack. But uh, anyway, the other the other CD I was going to mention that I bought with my first with my money that I made from a garage sale or something. Uh-huh. Oh God! Uh, the the no diggity uh, back of uh, Black Street. Black Street. Oh yeah. God! Were, were you in the? Uh, were you no? In the... <laughs> so why would you spend your? Because I because I that song was big like right at that moment probably. Yeah. yeah. Don't ask me why. I sold some Nintendo sixty four game to buy it or something. And that was the only song you knew from them. Yeah, and I don't. Th- I couldn't tell you one other song on that album still. Oh my I, goodness, dude! Yeah, I'm sure you, you probably didn't have a whole lot of uh, records or anything at that time. <laughs> my <laughs> what, what? My mom had a record collection, but uh-huh. it was all like Barbara Streisand and like, yeah. Kenny Rogers, which I like Kenny Rogers. Don't yeah. get me wrong, <laughs> just as much as the other guy. Uh, and there was like a couple kids' records, like the Muppets Christmas Carol and stuff. But my mom only listened to like country and yeah. stuff, so. We were really in, not really into it, but I'll still sing them when they come on the radio, like Tim McGraw songs from yeah. back in the nineties and yeah. stuff. Or you know, my mom and I danced to this song at our at our wedding. John Michael Montgomery, "Life's a Dance." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so how'd you how'd you get in uh how'd you get in the music you got into? If you didn't have an older brother, you you didn't have a record store around. Well, when when I started football and stuff. That kind of opened me up, like in the weight room and stuff. We'd listen to Metallica and okay. ACDC, so I started getting into that. Yeah, and I, I really got into Metallica. Okay, like real big. Yeah. Um, but what what album got you into them? Uh, yeah, probably the Black Album. Black just album. like a lot of people, but they would play uh, Justice for All and stuff. And I don't think they went back that far. Yeah, because once they got back, once you got back to like Kill 'Em All, I don't think the coach even liked it very much anymore because he's like. What's this, what is this shit? Like, <laughs> like he liked ACDC. Nice, slow, like, beats. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I like pretty much just Metallica and, and, and some other rock and stuff that they played until like later, like probably right before I graduated and stuff. For some reason, like I finally heard Blink-182 and it, it was, I'm sure it was, I'm sure I heard like What's My Age Again and and all the small things on MTV because you know, I can remember those videos and stuff, them running around naked and whatnot. But it never really resonated with me. And then I think Take Off Your Pants and Jacket came out. And I, I went and bought that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's another one. I Because there was a record store in St. Mary's, Ohio, which is about five miles, ten miles down the road. And I would just go in there and look through them, like just stare at the Metallica records probably. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, Blink. I know Blink. And I've never seen this album. And it had just come out, come out or whatever. And then I remember sitting down, listening to it, and reading all the lyrics at the same time. And being like, and then, you know, the melodies would suddenly start catching on in your head. And. Finally, like you know, two days later, I knew every song on there. Loved it. Then when I finally came to uh, Dayton, people at uh, SAA liked a lot of the same kind of music, and I started getting into like Goldfinger and okay. this other band called Mest. <laughs> they like when I hear it now, it just doesn't really hold up very well. But sure. uh, a bunch of other bands like um, Death Cab for Cutie yeah. and um, Jimmy Eat World and Alkaline Trio, big one. Say, and then my my favorite one, Saves the Day, uh, when their uh, album "Stay What You Are" came out in like two thousand two thousand one. We went to uh, Bogarts for that their their show there on, on that tour, and it just stuck with me from from then on. And like, I just went to one of their shows like in December. Actually, still obsessed with them. Like. I'm sure Jessica's sick of me always playing Saves the Day. Yeah. But she's she loves Alkaline Trio. So you quit playing Alkaline Trio. Sorry, she's in the other room. She's probably listening. Um But, you know, just started playing those songs on guitar and learning a lot of those songs. And I don't know. And then some of it died down for a little bit. Like, I'm trying to think. Once I started working and stuff like for for real after saa like i started getting into like opie and anthony and stuff like because it made the day go by faster because you were actually listening to people talk about things yeah absolutely so i stopped listening to like new music a Uh lot so i I and i still listen to like opie and anthony or opie and jimmy now it's called all all day but i I feel out of touch a lot because i just don't music with music because i don't really if if a like if Saves the Day releases a new album, of course I, I'll I'll know about it uh-huh. or Alkaline Trio or something. But I, I don't know. I need I need to be. I, I feel like you know you lose a lot of like influence from outside things and, and sure. the way I write or whatever will just probably sound dated eventually because I just only know this one type of music. I don't know. I uh, I I think that uh, I think that holy hell, uh, you 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 can definitely hear the influences, but how catchy and, and poppy you guys have it, but it still rocks. Um, yeah, man, It when, when I heard that, I was like, wow, these guys are really talented songwriters and talented musicians. Um, uh, the Let's let's talk about the, the recording process for, the, for that, because you guys released an album before that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then... then like you said, you didn't you didn't play too many shows, and then you all of a sudden didn't you guys do a Kickstarter for 
for Holy Hell. Holy yeah. Hell. Because, uh, like you just said, we didn't play very many shows, so it's not like we had a bunch of money saved up. Yeah. And basically our goal was to just not pay anything out of our own pocket, uh-huh. which probably wasn't the best goal for the Kickstarter because we pretty much met. Because I put, I set it really low. I yeah. think I set it for like $800. Yeah. And we met it within like six days and there's like 25 days left. And I'm like, well, shit, now what? I could probably could have raised a lot more money. What am I doing? <laughs> could have made shirts. We could have done a lot of cool stuff. And for listeners, go back. Gym City Podcast has the same 11 episode that I, I uh, produced. And uh, you guys go way more in depth about oh, yeah. a lot of that, a lot of that stuff. But the album, so you you record the album and your songwriting, you and so you and Adam do m- most of the songwriting. Yeah, and and Brad, like we'll we'll either bring an almost completed song to the table, or we'll just work on riffs at practice, and mm-hmm. then I'll either have lyrics already done for the song that I had in mind, or Adam will just sit there and write them as I'm playing the riff at practice, and then Brad will start working on beats in his head and. That's pretty much how it works. I mean, it feels weird. We've only played one show in support of this album, but the last practice we had like a week ago, we had already started working on two new songs. And I'm like, God, we're going to record another album or something. And we barely even like did anything with the other one. It just feels, I don't know. It feels like wasted. Like we put so much work and like, I'm so proud of that album. And it just feels like we didn't push it enough, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't do anything to to get it out there to people. Sure, really. but like you said, man, it's a it's a different it's different than you guys being eighteen, nineteen, twenty year olds with no responsibilities yeah. besides your band, and then you could go off and tour. It's different <laughs> yeah. being grown men having kids, having jobs that in the music the music industry is a, a tricky one these days, where not a whole lot of people are making killer money oh i know god <laughs> and so so the financial security to try and try and make your band big or try to do something else with your band i can only imagine what that's like even to to book a show i've i've tried to contact a few people about putting together a gym city podcast mm-hmm. show like a live uh and I like the response. <laughs> the response. <laughs> it's, it's so, and I, I know, I know how I am. Where I get caught up with work, and I get caught up with everything else in life. That some days I might miss a message that I don't get back to yep. until a yeah. day or so later, and you're or my response might be short because I might be looking at it in between doing dishes and cooking dinner or something like that. Exactly. You know, so, totally. so you get consumed with life. And I think that trying to, trying to book shows, especially where you guys are in life, I can't imagine how tough it is. I can see another reason why we might not, you know, get the response we want when trying to book a show or something. I mean, we just uh, we don't go out i mean actually it's changed a lot recently like we've been trying to make an effort to like go to shows and stuff but like when we're not actually playing a show we don't always go out to other shows you know and i know that that, you know you need to make connections you need to yeah we try to whenever we can like i was really happy to get out to the night beast uh dip spit deuteris andy d show like 
That was so much fun. And like I told you earlier, got way too drunk <laughs> for that. Holy sh. Um, and, and those nights, <sighs> those nights become few and far between exactly. when you have. Like when you have kids, and I'm sure Adam, which is why I got too drunk because I never go out like that. <laughs> I'm sure Adam has his kids are probably in sports at this point. Maybe yeah, like they're in extracurricular stuff. So so to be able to even go and he's uh he had just went through issues in in yeah. his marriage, which I think got covered a lot on on yeah. the album. And and he's actually you know the. The schedule they have with the kids now, he's he's getting some more time actually to get out and go to some shows and stuff, which maybe he can help push the get us some shows and stuff. Adam, if you're listening, <laughs> while you're out there, which he actually has, we're going to be playing a uh, benefit for Lady Fest, which is in August. But I think uh, I don't think that's been announced yet, so I'll announce it. <laughs> uh, I think we're playing March seventh at like OE, maybe uh-huh. anyway. So Adam, Adam booked that. Good job, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get back with us on our answers and stuff, uh-huh. and we were we were not answering him too quickly. And I was like, "How's it feel? How's it feel to have nobody answering you all the time?" <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, when, <laughs> as a as somebody who does podcasts and trying to schedule podcasts, I I can I can sympathize when you have three creative people trying to come together to to put something together for sure how tough that was uh when when you recorded the album when you recorded holy holy hell and i saw that you recorded it in columbus mm-hmm. uh what was that process like would you go up during the weekend and just huh. chill like, we what yeah. was it like back in the uh, before kids yeah that's usually what we do We'd probably do it over the course of a couple weekends um but the process for this one was pretty much the same process for our first Sam and 11 album where, and the reason we went to Columbus with this, uh, Bobby is his name. Um, is because we've pretty much recorded there since day one because we knew him from way back and he always gives us a great deal and he does a great job. And so we, we pretty much just stayed at his house for an entire weekend, got there on a Saturday morning, recorded all day and as late as we could into the night until we were like, all right, we're done. <laughs> got up, as early as we could and would record all day Sunday and like for, for Holy hell, we pretty much got all the music done during those first two days. And then Adam and I went back up another weekend, like a month later, I think it was just, just a Sunday, maybe really early and did all the vocals. Wow. And one day. Yeah. Oh my goodness, dude. And let me tell you, I think I, uh, we mentioned this on, um, the, the Sam at 11 podcast we did Adam was was just arriving home from a business trip in that entire week and he hadn't he had driven back from Chicago that evening before he came to my house to drive to Columbus and he pretty much didn't even really sleep uh-huh. so he's like falling asleep during while I'm recording my parts and then he would get up there I, his voice sounds great on the album and I don't know how because yeah, you guys have great harmonies. Yeah, it's something we actually worked on a lot, but I don't know how they turned out great because that day, <laughs> your your harmonies uh, between the both of you guys, um, I don't. There's nothing out there that sounds like it that I hear, especially for this album, as opposed to the last. There's a lot of it on the first album, uh-huh. but we really 
decided to focus, make that a focus, like mm-hmm. really make that stand out and add a lot of that to try to stand out and to try to make that kind of our unique thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you noticed it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I listen to it a lot, dude. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I re- like, uh, as you, you, you uh, I know you listen to the Tales from a Hard Side podcast and my son, yeah, we, we would, I would put it on and I found, I would listen to another podcast where the guy was like, I'll put a CD on and leave it in for a week. And I listened to a lot of podcasts and, for a long time, not a whole lot of music, and, and I di- wasn't aware of what was going on in the Dayton scene, and I I wanted to start transitioning to play independent music on my podcast, just in case I got in trouble down the road for copyright, yeah. but also <laughs> because I believe that as somebody who's doing something independently, I think it's important to share uh what I'm doing. If I want to put songs, let's put some songs by people that would want to be heard exactly in other places. Not somebody that's going to sue you. Yeah, not somebody who's <laughs> going to be like, "Dude, why are you putting my song in your in your podcast? Now I'm going to take you to court. Which we can sue down. you if you want, but I, my <laughs> no, wife works don't. for a bunch of lawyers. I don't I don't please know don't. if it's even possible. Please, like yeah. in fact, <laughs> Dayton bands, if I throw if I throw your songs on my podcast, it's out of adoration and love. It's total love. Because I've listened to your music and I'm like, I really like yeah. this. I want other people to hear it. <laughs> and that's that's how it was. Like I would put, I would, and I bought more music this past year than I bought in the past. I don't know, ten years. And I I I, I bought a lot of music in my life, and even even recently, like connecting with the local scene, I bought uh, Ken's motorbike. I went on, you know, a lot of bands will have their the websites pay pay uh-huh. what you want, and I'll go on and, and look at these look at these artists, and I'm like, I can I, I gotta throw them a few. Like, I'll, I'll go to McDonald's or I'll go to Starbucks or any exactly. place else and throw uh, buy a coffee for five dollars that lasts you a half hour. Yeah, that lasts me a half an hour. Mm. Why not throw <laughs> five bucks exactly. to this to this album that I'm sure from beginning to end took hours and hours to put together and what a lot of people don't know when you get that because it doesn't happen often you get that email that says somebody bought your thing (laughs) uh that feels so awesome yeah because it one it hardly ever happens and two it's somebody cared enough to to do that like somebody thought you know what i'm gonna especially when it's name your own price you just download it for free so yeah, the uh, like I have a I have an immense guilt when I'm going to some of these <laughs> websites and I'm like I really like I this I know I'm going to listen to this band a lot. Like I can hear the music. <laughs> I know this this is right up my alley. This is right up my taste. Okay, I'm going to listen to this a lot. And so I you know, I don't mind throwing a, a few bucks here and there, but to uh to be able to put that together nowadays like the process if, I can't imagine how overwhelming it is. And obviously sitting here talking to you and you're reflecting on doing one show and it's almost like you feel disappointed in yourself, even though you made this great accomplishment that your daughter oh, I know. is going to go, yeah. my dad made, my dad made music. Like there's going to come a time when you're, you're probably not out there going playing shows at all, or might even not make music. At exactly. And she can look back on, this time in your life and go, my dad made this. Like, do you, do you ever think about that kind of stuff? Yeah. I mean, uh, 
it's hard to look that far into the future. Like, uh, let's see. I thought I thought about it a lot when Shrug recently had their twenty year yeah thing, which I'm so mad that I didn't get to go to. But I'm I was thinking, you know, I've been doing this, and I have albums that we recorded like more than ten years ago. I mean, that's only half of that. Mm-hmm. So, and I, that's a third of my life. <laughs> more than that. That wow, it's just crazy to think about that and. She, she, I mean, I'm excited for her to hear it, especially when we do new stuff as she grows uh-huh. too. Like she, you know, whenever I grab the guitar while she's still eating or something at the table, I'll grab it and start playing, and she'll just sit there and bounce up and down while yeah. she's eating and stuff. I'm like, you know what? It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. And like, uh, we played this Dayton side show. Yeah. Uh, last year and. She was able to come to that, even though it was pretty late that we played. And I could just see her looking at me like, is that daddy on stage? What, what's going on? What was your experience at uh, Sideshow? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome experience. Uh, it was just, it was awesome just to be involved. And hopefully we get involved this year, too. I submitted a logo to the logo contest, by yeah. the way. Um, so are you playing? Are you going to try and play? Yeah, I signed up to play. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they want to do... I just heard my wife go shh outside the door because her and my daughter are walking by for her bath. <laughs> but uh, shh. Um, <laughs> Does she hear me? Probably. It's the ambiance. Aw. It is the ambiance. She wants you dead. <laughs> I don't want to yell Josie here. Um, which means it's probably what time is it? I just checking. It probably means it's eight o'clock. <laughs> it is. I know what I know our schedule. Um Are we gonna try to play this year? Yeah, I signed us up and um I just don't know if they want us want the same band. I heard last year yeah. Todd, Todd, I think Todd told me that they didn't want they tried want to try not to use the same bands two years in a row or yeah. something like that. So who knows? We could call ourselves something else, Todd. <laughs> How yeah, about that? Todd. Come on. They, they don't play very often. Let them play. Please. We need a show and you're the only person that will give it to us. Please. So do you... <laughs> do you... We're murdering a baby in the other room. <laughs> do you see... We're over an hour anyway, so we'll, uh, we, we, can, we can start wrapping it up anyway. Um, what, what do you see in the future for, for music, for yourself? What, like, do you see yourself getting into... Uh, um, playing for for I mean I'd like to as long as it keeps working out you know and, and my main thing is just it's like you got to make time for it if you want to do it but as long as it doesn't interfere with like family stuff uh-huh. just because you know of course that comes first family I, comes first, I'd rather yeah. do that stuff than play music yeah um it's every time like we go on like a couple month hiatus like unplanned like just because stuff comes up yeah every time i think oh i wonder if sometimes i like i'll just joke to jessica like i wonder if we'll ever play again (laughs) but i mean it eventually always happens yeah you know so i can see us recording an album every time and playing one show for it and (laughs) taking a one year break but i'm sure that'll happen throughout the whole thing but none of us like in the band hate each other or I mean we're all, we're all really good friends and we've been doing this together for 10 years so yeah. 
I don't see it stopping now. Right. So it's not like we're going on tour with each other and smelling each other's farts sure. in the van and stuff like that. Like, I hate him. Yeah. I hope he runs into that bridge right now. And uh, you, guys, you guys are all adults. And I saw Adam on uh, WDTN. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. Talking about cybersecurity. <laughs> cybersecurity. <laughs> Didn't mention anything about Sam at 11. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that, Adam. so he's fired. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh well we can we can wrap it up man I uh uh I can I want to have a continued guest yeah like the the thing I want to build in this area is build relationships mm-hmm. where you, where you have people on more you get to know people more and I think it's important to to build those relationships so and eventually you don't talk about their like their bio or whatever yeah you, you just talk about hey how about that uh it's just it's just thing. whatever whatever's going on in life <laughs> and i know you're a football fan and uh obviously from being from anderson you're uh, that's God. where the colts yeah came in which I, which means i'm very excited the, the patriots won the super bowl i'm just so happy for them <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but let, let's be honest as as a as a person who's a tampa bay bucks fan and yeah. he has never really I had know. a franchise quarterback. <laughs> you guys have two of them in a I row. I have a couple of Browns, or a bunch of uh, friends that are Browns fans. And, of course, the Bengals. I don't know who knows what the hell's wrong with them. So uh, my wife's a big Bengals fan. So I know, two in a row. But we did have to go through. We experienced what it was like for one year with Kerry Collins, Curtis Painter, Dan Orlovsky in one, one year. That's uh, fun, huh? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> well, I can – like. It's weird because right when I started getting into football, like hardcore, was like Peyton Manning's rookie year. So I, I, right before that, I remember. I mean, it was Jim Harbaugh and stuff for a couple of years where it was kind of exciting. But I remember my dad being in in the bedroom uh, cursing at the TV and <laughs> me just – we're just playing video games in the other room. Like, what's he doing? Why is he so mad? And now – my brother's telling me, Jeff, calm down during yeah, football games. Yeah. So I, I see. I remember Jim Harbaugh being the quarterback and they beat the Cowboys on a certain night and on Monday night football, I think. And they, he was like, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> but I can share, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up here. I want to share a story. Uh, my Colts experience. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, wait. Is it is it the Monday Night Football it's game? The Monday Night awesome. Football game. Can't wait. <laughs> Were you watching that? I I turned it off because <laughs> I was so mad. And then I looked online, and I, you can explain the story yeah. if you want. But. The the year after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl, they it was the first game. Tony Dungy was coming back into Tampa. Um, I have family that live in that area, and I was uh, on vacation to to. And I had bought Monday Night Football tickets because I was like, "Are you kidding me? You were solved. there? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> oh, I was, uh, I was so pumped. I was at that time. I was really bragging about how awesome the Bucks were, and I was obnoxious and annoying and that kind of football fan. Where I was like, you know, my team rules. Somebody congratulated me. I was like, yeah, that's right. They they are that good. I, I was obnoxious and. Uh, a uh, friend of mine, we would exchange emails back and forth where the Bucks would have these uh, computer graphics of uh, animation, and I would send him stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, 
I'm there and they're kicking the Colts ass and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm on the cell phone talking to friends like dude are you watching it I'm watching it and then all of a sudden Peyton Manning just stabs me in the heart oh. with two minutes left they're down 21 points and then they tie it up going to overtime and uh, Simeon Rice gets called for leaping because he supposedly yep. leaped over the lineman to jump up and block a field goal which I've never since heard leaping called and never before heard leaping called. <laughs> so it was like, what's, and you're up there in the stands, you don't know what's going on. You're like, oh, they blocked it. Are they going to try it again? And then they win. And I was depressed. And I realized my obsession for football is a bit much at that <sighs> moment. And I see you have a, you have a Colts tattoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. That takes some dedication. Yeah. Wow, I wouldn't get a logo on uh, tattooed to me, yeah. but it's got my my dad who passed away in yeah. uh, uh, two thousand. It's got his initials on it, so it's okay. Yeah, it's a memorial tattoo, it's a memorial guys. It's tattoo. not a. I mean, still from far away, people are just like that douche has a Colts tattoo. <laughs> but that game is still on. It's on like greatest comebacks, one of the countdown greatest, things, one of the greatest NFL <laughs> oh, games of all time. Just not in my favor. Oh my god! Yeah, dude. I the the yeah. She That's must be a Bucks fan too. Life experience. <laughs> life experience. Well, hey man, we're we're an hour and thirteen minutes this in. This is awesome. I uh, appreciate you having me into your house. I appreciate you coming here. Recording. Honestly, let, Seriously. Let, let everybody know where they can find you. Oh yeah, uh, at Jeff Rudolph on Twitter, J E F F R U D O L F. Um, at Sam at eleven on Twitter, all spelled out. That's the band, and Sam at eleven dot com will take you to. The Sam at 11 Facebook page and stuff. You can hear our music and, and all that fun stuff. Hit like on there, please. We, It makes us feel good when we see that little red <laughs> thing up on the Facebook thing. It's like, oh, somebody. Oh, it's just it's just somebody wants me to play a game. Never mind. <laughs> and for, and for, for Dayton listeners, listen, uh, I, I see that there was a lot of views for Tells from the Hard Side, but... No likes for come on, come on, guys! Give me the likes, like. just just like just like Jeff's talking about. It makes me feel good. I got like, a shirt, yeah, dude. Dudes, I'm thank excited you so much for supporting the podcast. By the way, you guys can go to GoFundMe and support yeah. the podcast, and it's actually gonna fit. Yeah, we'll fit because I usually get whenever I get a free shirt or like I get a shirt from somewhere, it's like a triple X, <laughs> and I can't wear it. And it's a cool looking shirt or something, but I can't wear it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I got a whole lot of. Double XL because I figured uh, more bigger dudes <laughs> would buy it. I got tons of double XL at home, and I, like I was running out of smaller shirts. I was like, I totally misjudged that one. <laughs> so, you're calling your listeners fat? It's no, not. just they eat well. <laughs> they 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 enjoy they enjoy good food. Um, on that note, on that note, let's let's go out with the Salmon at Eleven song. Awesome. What's what? What do you want to uh, go out with? Shit. Oh. Uh, Let's play one off the first album I just got, for yeah. fun. Uh, the one that was the most like popular, probably "Lock Our Friends Out." Okay, let's play that. Let's do How that. that. Go awesome. ahead and introduce it. Oh, should I just say this is "Lock Our Friends Out"?
Red Moth LLC is a local company with a firm belief in community and the cooperative spirit, releasing both music and film in the Dayton, Ohio area, along with other national releases. Red Moth LLC is funded solely by the artists associated with the company and with the support of local listeners like yourselves. You can find out more about us by going to www.redmothrecords.com. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at redmothllc, and you can find us at Twitter at redmoth underscore records. If you would like to donate to the cause and help support a local company, go to www.gofundme.com slash redmothllc and join the Red Moth Survival Initiative. Hey guys, it's Izzy Rock. Do you like art? Well, I like art as well. And my friend Ray Taylor, who started the Inspired Disorder Collective, is an artist. And I want you to go to inspireddisorder.com. Go to Ray Taylor's store and check out all the badass art this dude has created. Put it in the code Izzy Rock. This is a sponsor for the podcast. Go support the Tales from the Heartside podcast by supporting Ray Taylor. That's right. By supporting Ray Taylor, you can also support your friend Izzy Rock. So go to inspiredisorder.com and go check out the store. And when you check out, put in the coupon code I-Z-Z-Y-R-O-C-K. Later. I'm Justin. I'm Jody. From the Bad Parent. <laughs> this could be a while. All right. Hey, I'm Justin. I'm Jody. No, that doesn't work either. <laughs> Nothing ever gets done at Hollywood. <laughs> hey, Jody. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jody. Hi, Justin. Do you like guys with beards? Um, sometimes. Sometimes. What about bald heads? Most of the time. What if there are guys with beards and bald heads with just deep rivers of blue eyes that just say "I love you"? I tend to marry them. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what if they're just a genuinely good dude, too? Uh, I just friend them. Befriend them. Not befriend them. friend them. Not friend them. That sounds like a Facebook thing. What about thing. befriendly with them? Not too friendly. Not too friendly? Huh. Well, the Izzy Rock meets those requirements. He's bearded. He's bald. He's got those deep rivers of bluey, bluey eyes. You mean he's got triple Bs? Yes, triple Bs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a couple podcasts that he does. I knew that. Yeah. Tales from the Hard Side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the block with his bestest friend ever, Scott Epic. Mm-hmm. And then he also produces the Gem City Podcast, which is a local, like, artsy-fartsy type podcast in the Dayton, Ohio area. So... Well, who knew? I know. I, I, basically, what I'm trying to say here is he's a good guy. You should go listen to him. Give him, a, give him a shout out. And if you like his stuff, you know what? Subscribe to him on iTunes. Also, you can leave him a comment. Rate, review, and subscribe, people. We'd appreciate it. And so would he. Yes, yes, he would. Oh, he's a, he's a dad, too. So the Bad Parenting Podcast loves the fact that he's a dad. So that helps out. Dads also, are great. Dads are great. Two cool sons. See, good dude. Reason good kids. We need more people like him. I agree. So, yes, yes. Listen listen to Izzy's shit. It's, it's awesome. Agree again. All right. Well, until next time. Bye. Bye. I think your dog just farted. <laughs> My dog just farted. Cue inspirational music. Hey. It's time to do it. Let's go, baby! Let's go!
Hey guys, you can follow me on Twitter at the Izzy Rock, and I do a podcast with my friend Scott. I'm Scott Epic, and you can follow me on Twitter at the Scott Epic. We do a podcast called On the Block. On the Block. Go check it out. iTunes and Stitcher. If this sounds like something that appeals to you, do it. Go give it a listen. A wide range of topics we talk about. It's only an hour a month. Only an hour a month. And it could save your life. It could. And the life of a child. It'll make you feel like you're not alone in the universe. Yeah. On the block. Go check it out. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.